Collateral Cinema listeners, Chazzle Dazzle here from the Trial by Air Variety Show podcast, just taking a few seconds to invite you guys over to what we do. Much like Collateral Cinema, we are a grassroots podcast. We invite bands from all over the world to come in, and we dig deep into their souls and find really cool stories to tell you, and there's tons of music every week, so subscribe to us wherever you subscribe to your podcast. We look forward to having you. Tonight on The Director's Cut, it's part two of our Nightmare on Elm Street franchise review, so stick around. The show starts right now. Welcome to Collateral Cinema Director's Cut. I'm Bo Maddox. I'm Robert Oregon. And we're podcasting straight from somewhere in South Texas. And yes, my friends, we are a 420-friendly podcast. So whatever you have, smoke it if you've got it. And welcome to part two of our Nightmare on Elm Street franchise review. That's that's kind of poetic, right? Yeah. <laughs> Can't believe you said it all that fast. No. Yeah, I, I know. I mean, I'm just kind of on, you know, uh, what's the word? Energetic like, about like, it. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm on uh, my second wind, there I guess. There you go. Or, yeah. There you go. And yeah, we're talking about the last few movies in the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. On part one, we talked about the first four, right? Yeah, so we'll be talking about part five, six, and seven. Yeah, which is Dream Child, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, and New Nightmare. Wes, Craven, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Yeah. There we go. Because we just got down watching the film, right? Yeah, we got done watching that, and we're watching Freddy versus Jason right now. I, I don't know if we reiterated it before on the previous episode, but we're not really going to talk about that one specifically because, I mean, it just... That's its own episode. I think we're saving for right? Yeah, that that's it. That's its own episode. That's what that's going to be. Because we didn't talk about it on the Friday the Thirteenth series either, right? I mean, the director's cut Friday the Thirteenth series, the part one and two that you guys need to check out. Yeah, definitely check that out as well. Yeah, we went through the entire Friday the Thirteenth franchise. Good old Jason Voorhees and the like. And I guess we'll go ahead and just dive into this next movie, Dream Child, which, oh man, I really don't think that this movie is that great at all, honestly. Yeah, you, you know, I, I don't watch it as much as I do the original four. You yeah. Know? yeah, and I, I think that, you know, four is about where the, the classic era of Nightmare on Elm Street kind of ends, you know? And five is where we start seeing a really even more comical and, you know, one-liner style of Freddy Krueger. I mean, do you think that this was a good move for them, you know? I mean... You know, I guess they just ran, ran out of stuff to do, you know? How, how far are they going to milk it? But... You know, I'm not knocking them. I, I, you know, I'll go back and watch them again and just have fun watching all that. But yeah, part one through four is actually the cutoff for date or yeah, the cutoff films for me, really. Yeah. And Dream Child is also part of a, another kind of internal trilogy here as well. Yeah, it starts with uh, Dream Warriors, the Dream Warrior Kids, then Dream, Dream Master, yeah. and then Dream Child. Exactly. I mean, and this is the saga of Alice, right? 
Like yeah. Alice is kind of the main character throughout this trilogy. Actually, she's the final girl for uh, two films, right? I think she is. Yeah, she's pretty much the Tommy Jarvis of this series, there right? There you go. It's kind of a Tommy Jarvis series. Yeah, kind of, sort of. And while I thought that Dream Warriors was really, really strong and Dream Master was a good continuation of that, this right here, I don't know, it just really falls flat in so many ways. Like, we get a campier Freddy here, and... I mean, I don't know. I don't really feel like this is the best representation of that type of Freddy, right? Yeah. You know, I, I think they're trying to stretch it for as long as they can, really. But It's, It seems that way. The final nightmare where it's like uh, looking for Freddy's kid, right? Yeah, that's more well, or less. Yeah, they're, they're well, trying we'll, to figure we'll, we'll out. We'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Let's, but let's keep it on part five. Okay. But throughout this movie, the dream sequences usually involve the, the dream child himself, whose name is Jacob. That's Alice's kid. Yeah. And I really, really like that one scene. I've, I've got to bring this up because I've just been quoting this so much ever since we watched this. There's that scene where she's channeling an image of her baby in the womb, and Freddy is there, and he's just all like, see the family resemblance? <laughs> and then you see like the souls of her friends going into his, his uh, umbilical cord, and Freddy is just like, feeding time, soul food for my boy. Soul food. Oh my god, that is like my favorite quote out of the entire fucking franchise. I love that to bits. I don't know why. Like just soul food for my boy. Just feeding Jacob souls. <laughs> feeding him souls, yeah. So Freddy can stay alive. Yeah. This isn't the movie where he serves the pizza and all the meatballs are like her friend's souls. Is that Dream Master or is that Dream That's Warriors? That's part four, right? That's part four, yeah. Yeah, that, that's like, the movie that precedes your this. little meatball. Oh, God, that's so disgusting. Like, I, I think that that's probably one of the things that made me went, go vegan was just seeing that shit. Like a cheese pizza with the oh. meatballs on it. Oh, God, you're making me want to vomit, dude. Like, seriously. It's like too much cheese. It's like double cheese, dude. Too much. God damn it. I, I, hate, I hate that shit. I'm a pepperoni sausage type of pizza dude yeah i bet you are robert yeah very good Damn you know what's the best pizzas like peter piper pizza i remember peter piper remember that, i remember peter piper from back in the day my family would go out to eat there like at least once or twice a month maybe hmm. and that was around the time that the teenage mutant ninja turtles uh, arcade game came out and also yeah. like you had operation wolf and all that in the terminator 2 Shoot them up. Yeah, everything. Dude, dude. Yeah, I mean, we would just get tons of quarters, and we would just go and just play a lot of games and eat pizza. We, we would order at least a couple of pizzas, but... Bunch of tokens. Yeah. Play a bunch of foosball. Those were good times, and Peter Piper is still a thing these days as yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, you can come in and still bring your family. Oh, yeah. Wear your face mask. <laughs> but anyway... Back to Dream Child. Like, seriously, I really don't care for Robert England's portrayal of Freddy here. I, I just, it, it just doesn't work for me. I don't know why. Hmm. I mean, this iteration is fine in, you know, 
Final Nightmare and in Freddy vs. Jason, but here it just isn't a good introduction to that side of Freddy. The same with the the new nightmare. It's just I, I didn't fall for that either. Yeah, new nightmare is a whole nother can of worms, which we'll get into here in a little bit. But Robert, what did you think about the kills in Dream Child and some of the special effects? What what did you kind of feel about that? Oh man, I think we're still kind of leaving off from part four, right? Yeah, and there were decent effects in part four. Yeah, and everything. I mean, I can go back and watch that one because it's one it, of my very first ones, really. Is, it, is that the one with Roach Girl? Yeah, Roach Motel Girl. Yeah, Roach Motel Girl. Dude. Oh, man, it's like those effects were so intricate, honestly. Like, actually pretty well done for its time, I think. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, the kill scene with her boy, Alice's boyfriend again, like he's trying to do it one more time, and then he's like, he puts his foot into the damn the gas ga- pedal. Yeah, the gas pedal. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. That, that was weird. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, he welded him to the car. And then, like, he, he, and then he turns into, like, a common rider. Or, yeah. no, he, he turns into Spawn that whenever spawn. he's on the... I we were talking yeah, about that, that dude. Spawn on yeah. the motherfucking uh, the motorcycle. motorcycle. <laughs> like, he formed into the damn bike, dude. That was... It's crazy special effects. I know. That was so fucking weird. And Freddy is just dropping one-liners left and right, and a lot of them are just groan-inducing. It's just, oh, my God. But, hey, there's also soul food for my boy. Soul food. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm going to be quoting that for, like, years now. Just soul food for my boy. These are my children, Jason. These are my children, Jason. My children, Jason. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what are your overall final thoughts about uh, Nightmare 5? You know, I only watch it every once in a while. It's probably because I haven't seen it in a while, and then the fact that I do watch it, I remember why I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty quick reminder, right? It's like, uh, just you only need to watch one through four, really. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even the worst Friday the 13th, movie is still very watchable and even more watchable than th- this movie here. Yeah, see, going back to like one and two, we can just I can replay part two over and over though. I don't know. Yeah, I I accept those as standalone movies. Yeah. The first two nightmares. That's really what those are. Like you have the introduction to the character and kind of a little bit of a, an experiment with the character. Exactly. Of Freddy. The Jesse guy. Because he's trying to live through him. Right? Yeah. So that's pretty crazy. Yeah. But I think that this movie is just not that great. I mean, there's some so bad it's funny lines here or there. And the special effects, they do kind of continue to be pretty decent. But it's just the least remarkable movie in the entire franchise. Like, I I just can't really get behind it. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, me, me neither. Yeah. But... After that, we have the final nightmare, Freddy's Dead. And once again, there's not a whole lot that I remember from this movie. It's kind of a blur. Which is supposed to be the final chapter in the franchise. It's the final chapter of the franchise. This is the Jason Goes to Hell of this franchise. I mean, Robert, from what do you recall... I mean, what was this movie about, ultimately? It's uh, one of the last guys in Elm Street, and then Freddy's trying to get to his nightmare. Oh, yeah. And then, and then uh, 
Oh, I forgot. Yeah, that's right. By this point, like he keeps throwing them through a series of dream uh, dream sequences. Yeah, yeah. By this by this point, there's no children in town. Right? Yeah, he's like the last one left, and then like the house is like his house is like in the air. He keeps waking up from uh, dream sequences, and his house falls down from like space on Elm Street again, and then. You know, he's trying to get out of Elm Street, and it's like breaking fourth walls here, trying to get out. Yeah, it, it almost becomes like a Groundhog's Day loop, right? Yeah, and then I think he smashes his head on a rock and then, like, wakes up with amnesia. Ooh, wow. And he thinks he's, like, Freddy's kid, you know? Oh, that's right. Because, I mean, remember, in the previous movie, you know, Alice had it pretty much Freddy's kid, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, this movie had some interesting points to it. I mean, is this the one where the the girl is uh, fed to death? Overfed to death? Yeah. Is that this movie? Huh. Or am I thinking about the previous fucking movie? Because like I said, these movies, they drop off in quality to such a degree that they just become kind of a blur. Yeah. You kind of get them all confused. Mostly. Yeah, it, it just becomes kind of a, a gelatinous mass of 80s gore effects and, you know, Robert England is campy Freddy. It's, <laughs> uh, it's uh, the first Freddy of, like, the 90s, right? Yeah, it's the first 90s Freddy, and it's pretty much the Freddy of our generation. Because uh, what followed that was, a uh, what was it, Freddy's Nightmares or something, right? Yeah, like yeah. two seasons. But we'll get into that here in a second. <laughs> What are some of the more memorable kills from uh, the final nightmare? The final nightmare? Huh. Probably when that Spencer dude is like, I don't know. I mean, some good moments. I don't know. <laughs> see see what I mean about these movies? They just, they're just a blur. I don't think it's like he's really killing them until he's like, he's messing with them and then... You know, up until the final yeah. kill moment, right? Th- that's where th- that's where you have Freddy playing video games, right? Yeah, and he puts all the power glove, Nintendo power, power the glove. Power glove, it's like great graphics. Great graphics. It's like, that's right. Power glove. That was like really promoting the power glove, dude. I know, time. right? And the game that he was playing, like he threw the stoner character in there and Spencer, it's, it looked like like a Home Alone dude, like playing Home Alone. I don't know. Yeah, but he had all those overbearing dads around him mm-hmm. that he had to overcome and everything. Probably Dennis the Menace. But know. but in real time, in real time, he's running around the house, jumping like fucking Mario. Yeah, like doing platforming and shit. It's just kind of ridiculous. That's where it gets cool because he like smokes a joint and then he's like mellowed out and he's falls into a trance like this hippie trance going into the tv when you see johnny depp right oh yeah johnny depp is on tv for a little bit like this is your brain on drugs with the egg right (laughs) and that makes sense you know because i think it's canon that freddie pretty much absorbs the souls of the children that he kills that's pretty much canon so it makes sense that he would bring johnny depp's character back to use to taunt the characters in this final movie Exactly. So, I mean, it's kind of fitting. And Johnny Depp is ageless and timeless. Oh, yes, he is. I'm I'm glad that he's back on with the new uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. That's going to be interesting, at least. Hell, yeah. But, Robert, what are your final thoughts on the final nightmare? I have no problem watching it because uh, I do like the soundtrack to that movie. Yeah. And... 
you know, it's not as bad as part five, which I don't really need to see putting on part five anymore, really. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of get what you're saying. I mean, it's a little bit more watchable than yeah. part five is. But to me, just barely. Barely in... I don't know. It's it's kind of another backstory how Freddy formed and trying to find his kid, you know. Yeah, we get a little bit of backstory about his family life a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Before he uh turned into that monster and before they the town freaking well, burned him root. Well he was already the monster. He was know? already a monster. I mean he was trying to hide it from his wife and his kid and everything. And we actually see like forms of him from like a kid and like like doing something to a rat, right? Oh yeah, he's starting to. He takes a rat out in class, out of the the yeah. uh, cage, and then just starts takes a little hammer and starts bashing starts it, beating it. And and every all the kids are taunting him, saying "Son of a thousand maniacs." Yeah. I mean, this is is that the movie that starts with uh, Miss Kruger being uh, locked into the uh, the asylum with all of the maniacs? That's probably some pieces of part five, right? Some pieces of part five, you think? I'm thinking. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, it's a blur. Son of a Thousand these, Maniacs? Yeah, yeah the, these movies are such a blur that I'm just like, I, I can't find my grounding here, you know? Yeah, it shows the, uh, the Amanda Kruger story just being held in over the, the holidays, right? Yeah. For like a whole week. Jesus Christ. Damn. Yeah, that's horrifying. But... In the end, Freddy does meet his demise here, and it's at the hand of his daughter, which is actually kind of a twist, because initially we have a male character who believes that he is Freddy's kid. I think it's the amnesia in uh, the fact that he is the last Elm Street kid. Yeah. And in this one, they try to pop an Elm Street, like, on every corner, right? Yeah. I'm thinking they're trying. he's trying to get outside. Because there's nobody left on Elm Street, right? Yeah. Could you imagine an outbreak of Freddy Krueger, like, outside of Springwood? Oh, man, that is a mass panic, mass hysteria thing going on. Oh, that would be horrifying, honestly. You could not quarantine that, man. Look. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting to note how they actually treat Freddy kind of like a dangerous virus, a little yeah. bit, right? It's like that that little spread, dude. Yeah, it's something that will spread. It's it's kind of like in in the SCP Foundation uh, canon. It's uh, called it, it's the field of amnestics, I believe. It's it's a uh, cognito hazard. You know, it's something that actually like inculcates your brain into doing something or believing something or even forgetting something, and and it, it's an external force. So it, it's kind of like that. You know, like it, it kind of it spreads kind of via like being a meme more than anything. Mm. Like, I mean, Freddy Krueger could be any type of urban legend or any type of, you know, Internet creepy pasta mythology in, in these days if it came out today. Kind to like be supernatural thing. Yeah. Kind of a little bit like uh, Slender Man. Yeah. Kind of like the whole Sam and Dean Winchester supernatural. Yeah, he exactly. Probably, he could probably come right from the computer. Right? Yeah. Definitely. Your laptop, like... Yeah, exactly. Wouldn't I even know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, Final Nightmare, it's kind of a fitting end to the series. I mean, it's 
just as well that the series ended as early as it did. I think. Oh, then we see Roseanne and Tom Arnold. Oh, that's right. Roseanne and Tom Arnold are randomly in this fucking movie. It's so insane. It's like, wow, that's right. That was a thing in the 90s. (laughs) That Roseanne, dude. Yeah. Oh, how far she has fallen. My Lord. Too bad. Too bad. But yeah. Tom Arnold and Roseanne Arnold at the time. And the, the hilarious thing is in the credits, they're credited as Mr. and Mrs. Tom Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck is that, right? Uh, need to get some credit, right? Call it the Roseanne show, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so part five. We're not talking about part five. <laughs> We're talking about the We're- new nightmare. We're talking about uh, no. Let, let, let's uh, finish. I up feel like we didn't bring up enough of the kill scenes in part five either. I don't know. What other kill scenes in part five? Do remember, you remember with the ear when he drops the pin on the floor? I don't know. Yeah, uh, that's right. And then his his head explodes. He just drops a bunch of needles, dude. I don't know. Well, shit. I mean, since, since we're finishing up the series here, it's like, well, why don't we? Before we talk about New Nightmare, why don't we talk about some of our favorite kills from the series? Like, yeah. I mean, it, that's one notable kill. I feel like there wasn't very too much of them in Part Five, really. Either. Not really. So I really liked the kills in Part Three in Dream Warrior. Oh, you know, like yeah. the whole the whole angle with the kids having the powers you know how even though they fight back freddy still you know takes them down like like for instance you know billy badass girl you know what i'm talking about you know i'm bad and beautiful it's like yeah i mean she kind of is hoisted by her own petard which is kind of a theme throughout the nightmare franchise but freddy just you know injects her with heroin from his needle claws (laughs) (laughs) which is an interesting way to kind of incorporate her addiction into her kill. You know, it is kind of symbolic like that. Yeah, now that you mentioned it, part three was the shit. Yeah, I mean, you can't, you know, discount uh, The, the the original and the sequel. I mean, part two. yeah, Grady's death in the sequel is pretty cool, you know. Yeah, that's chilling, you know, like, uh, you know, when Homeboy just turns into Freddy and then he just comes at Grady and his dad is just desperately trying to beat him down the door and everything, but it's just too fucking late. It's a wooden door, bro. Yeah. Damn. And also there's the scene with the coach. I mean, the the whole sadomasochistic angle there, you know, with with the leather bar and everything. It's like, I mean, yeah, once again, go back and listen to our previous episode. You'll hear us talk about that particular subtext. And in the original, I mean, you had the first killing in the franchise, uh, Nancy's friend. Oh, the wall splatter scene. The wall splatter scene, yeah. Freaking exorcist up on the wall type thing. (laughs) Which, interestingly enough, is referenced in the next movie we're going to talk about and the final movie we're going to talk about tonight. That's Wes Craven's New Nightmare, which is this this really weird kind of meta-narrative on the Nightmare franchise. Like, I mean, Heather Lagenkamp plays herself. You have Robert England playing himself. You have Wes Craven appearing and playing himself. And also John Saxon as well. Oh, legendary John Saxon. Yeah. yeah, may he rest in peace. But I remember this movie being a lot better than what I saw 
now. Like, we watched it just a little while ago, and it underwhelmed me a little bit. Oh, you forgot the Haley Joe Pet Cemetery kid? Oh, yeah, the Haley Joe Osmond. Why, why do we have more Haley Joe Osmond kids, man? I don't know, man. Like, man, why do we have to have Haley Joels? Why does that have to be a thing? Like, I know. it's <laughs> like That's pretty much a fucking trope by this point. Freaking signs and... <laughs> what, what else, man? Like the ring you got all your little weird little kids? Six cents. Six cents, yeah, dude. Yeah. Haley Joe, that's what we mean by that. Other than AI, right? That yep. Was, that was good, though. Well, somebody had to play Anakin. Somebody had to do it. Right. Yeah, too bad. Too bad it had to be him. But, yeah, I mean, the whole thing with this movie is that apparently there's this demon that apparently takes Freddy's form and has grown so accustomed to it that that's just the form he's using to break into our reality. And he's pretty much just using the whole concept of Freddy's dream world to kind of gain strength so he can cross over into our world. From the new script? From the new script, exactly. Yeah. And that's where things get a little complicated here. So like, what's going on here? I mean, we, we have constant references to the original movie. At one point, the dream world makes it where, like, Heather Lagenkamp is Nancy again, and John Saxon is her dad again, and they're pretty much playing their characters. Like, especially John Saxon, which was actually pretty fucking awesome. Oh, man, he's a bad motherfucker, dude. Yeah. yeah, and he was badass in this role, playing himself, and then and then playing his iconic role from the original movies. What's funny is it goes back to that one scene at the end where they're calling each other, like, where he, she's calling him, like, John. He's like, why are you calling me John? Yeah, they reference that. It's like, why are, they call, why are you calling me John, and Nancy? He sees the gun, and then she sees the gun and the badge, and then the TV's playing. From the the first movie, right? Yeah. It's like, what, what's exactly. going on here? Like, Yeah. It actually dives into the original movie itself in order to set up its horror set pieces. I was, I was, I was lost right there, you know? Yeah. And it actually has an ending, which, you know, spoiler alert, everybody, an ending that I don't know really makes a whole lot of sense. Like, it ends with Heather Lagenkamp in her son's room surrounded by a bunch of toys and you know, toy castles and everything. And she's reading the original script from the first Nightmare on Elm Street movie to her kid, which I'm not sure what the point of that was, but I think that in a way you could kind of see the seeds for Scream being planted here a little bit. Right? Yeah, because it's like mid 90s, right? With Scream, dude. So um, yeah, but Scream itself was a meta narrative on slasher movies and on horror movies in general. Exactly. And this right here was just a meta narrative on Nightmare on Elm Street itself and the franchise itself. I got confused, dude. I was like, w was it a dream the whole time? I'm like, what's going on? Because of the fade out, right? When they read, when yeah. she's reading the script, right? Yeah, it could have been a dream the entire time, but then again. I don't know. Maybe that just makes it even more convoluted somehow. It's, yeah, it's kind of like fade out, and then it, shoot, it goes straight to black, and then credits. So it's like, I guess it's left up to the imagination, right? Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, Heather Lagenkamp does a good job playing herself, and even briefly re reprising her role as Nancy in the end. Oh, gorgeous as she is. Oh, yeah, she was very gorgeous in this movie, and she still is to this day. Hope you're listening to our podcast. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Hey, Miss Lagenkamp. Hi. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, 
But anyway, what do you think about the kills in this movie, Robert? There's some interesting kills that actually kind of allude to the original movie. Like there's even a wall splatter upside down effect that's used. Just like the original. Yeah, yeah. just like the original. That, that happens to the babysitter, Julie, who... I swear I almost thought it was Juliette Danielle from The Room. Room. <laughs> yeah, I almost thought that that was her for a second. Just, just, you know, a little slimmed up. The kills were unique because of the animatronic hand, right? The glove. Oh, yeah. That was really interesting where the glove just kind of came to life and started yeah. killing people. And at first it's a dream, but then it actually happens to Heather Lagenkamp's husband. Yeah, I feel like this was a movie with so many dream sequences and that you kind of got confused and couldn't really tell what was happening yeah and it's interesting how earthquakes play a part in this movie yeah like there's at least two or three of them and then the aftershocks yeah i, I guess the aftershock caused uh the claws on the wall from freddy's or, or something yeah and th that was a really really clever allusion to freddy and his claws and everything and I, and I think that even on the newscast after the earthquake, you know, the little seismograph chart that they use behind their little news logo, it almost looks like a bunch of claws coming up. You know, they kind of yeah. it kind of cuts off in a way where it looks like claws. So there's a lot of allusions to the original nightmare. There's a lot of allusions to Freddy in the background, if you really look at it. And of course, you have Robert England and Wes Craven playing themselves, which was also really interesting. And it shows them being disturbed by phone calls and nightmares as well. Just uh, the Freddy character getting out of the script and not Robert England, really. Yeah, it's, it's just another entity altogether. Yeah, th this is a little weird. And like, that's why it's kind of cool that they did bring back, you know, creepy Freddy instead of campy Freddy here. I really didn't like the, the glove. You know, you know the glove or the makeup too much, really? I don't know. Yeah, the makeup in this movie was a little questionable. I mean, kudos to them making Freddy look a little more demonic than, you know, because you have to remember, this isn't actually Freddy Krueger. Yeah, this, this is this entity that's taken the form of Freddy Krueger by way else. of narrative. And that claw looked like, what did that claw look like? It looked like a Terminator 2 robot arm. Or like Lord Zed like. from the Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah, Lord Zed from the it was Power a Lord, Rangers. It was a Lord Zed hand with the fucking claws on it. <laughs> yeah. It, well, to be fair, when, when his, her husband was working on it, it was a work in progress, but yeah. even so. But Robert, what are your final thoughts on New Nightmare? You know, I've only really watched it a few times. And now that you, that you see the special effects are a little cheesy, it's a little corny. And, you know... Um, I kind of think Wes Craven could have done a little better job. God rest his soul. Yeah, God rest his soul. But and unfortunately, this was his last take on the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. I actually wish we could, you know, get in a Q&A with him and ask him about, like, the Nightmare or ask him about this final one. Yeah, yeah I know, man. But like, yeah, unfortunately, we never will. Because I'm, I'm left a little stumped. I'm like, what's it think, you know? Yeah, it's... Not the most coherent plot, honestly. I mean, the script, it tries to do a little too much, honestly, sometimes. Yeah. But it also does a good job in other ways. And, I mean, I do like the more demonic Freddy, and I do like Heather Lagenkamp in this movie. She is yeah. just a delight. And all, same with England and Craven. But it's a movie that was better when I originally saw it many years ago, but... 
now it just hasn't aged well. Some of the acting that isn't, you know, the main three or four characters from Nightmare. Exactly. It's like, it's just kind of off. Like, the little kid is awful. Oh, the Pet Cemetery kid. Oh, I am so sorry. That kid is awful. Oh, we'll in this call him movie. Haley Joel as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's why we call him a Haley Joel. That's what he is. He's a Haley Joel. Maybe Haley Joel before Haley Joel. Haley Joel before Haley Joel. Maybe at the same time, you know? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I don't know. One of the creepy kids. It's worth at least maybe renting, or if you see it on streaming, you know, watch it once. But, I mean, don't expect the most coherent Nightmare on Elm Street plot ever. I mean, this movie in many ways made, like, Dream Child look more coherent. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's not saying much. Mm-mm. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and wrap this episode up here. We just wanted to go ahead and talk about these last few movies real quick. Robert, final thoughts on the entire franchise? Love the franchise. Love the first four films. Mm-hmm. And, you know, try to watch them in order if you can. I don't know. Yeah, try to find the box sets or the little four packs. Actually, you want to watch them in order. I watched them out of order. I still had fun with it, though. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a reboot, but we're going to talk about that on another episode, I think. I think that maybe next episode we should do a review of it. Oh, the reboot? We were just looking at the clips on YouTube. Right? Yeah, some of the clips looked interesting, but, you know. They're a little bit darker, too, kind of. Yeah, it's a darker Freddy. Kind of like. Definitely. Kind of like part two, but dark as hell, dude. Yeah. But I feel like we need to watch that movie and actually kind of get into it a little bit. It's like part one and two, but darkness. Yeah, Yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah. But anyway, do you have anything to plug, Robert? Just Collateral Cinema, Collateral Gaming. Oh, yeah, Collateral Cinema, Collateral Gaming. Yeah, you can... Friend us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yeah, and you can also find us wherever you get your podcasts, namely Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. And also, check out our Patreon. We have $1 and $5 tiers and full feature-length movie commentaries as well. And we will have more content coming very soon there. And also, look for new merchandise coming very soon. We have some T-shirts that are pretty interesting. If you've watched any kind of live stream with Ash, he's been wearing the T-shirts. So Hopefully. Hopefully. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we'll have that out very soon. Hopefully we can get a raffle or something going. But with all of that said, I'm Bo Maddox. I'm Robert Oregon. And this was the Director's Cut. Check out our upcoming episode on Old Fashioned for the new episode of Collateral Cinema. We are going to tear that movie a new asshole. Laters, y'all.
Collateral Cinema is a collateral media podcast. All music and movie clips are owned by their respective creators and are used for educational purposes only. Please don't sue us. We're poor.